It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Welcome back to RSN Central. It's 11 minutes past 12. It is Off The Leash as we talk greyhounds with Georgie Ferugia and Molly Haynes. Good afternoon to you, George. Good afternoon, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. Hello, Molly. Hello, Gareth. Our question today on RSN Central, if you could play golf with one person, who would that be? Now, Georgie, do you have an answer? Yeah, I haven't uh, really had too much of a swing of a golf thing, but... Um, <laughs> a golf thing? Uh, I think my terminology is um, uh, Someone like Roger Federer or yeah. LeBron James, I reckon, would be, be awesome. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mo? Look, I think I'd like to just play alongside someone who's better than me. I play golf um, quite regularly with do my you? husband, well, who yeah. just demolishes me. It is yeah. just ridiculous how good he is. He makes me look like an absolute fool. And I did... Uh, do you know what? Actually, for Christmas, I got him an early birth, uh, Christmas present, and we're going to the President's Cup on Sunday. Gee, you must have a, a bit of money there, Mole. I think it's about $155 a ticket. You're tipping some winners on Thrill yeah, of the Chase. Yeah, you need to back a winner because yeah. I was thinking about how you can um, add a little bit of Greyhound chat to this question. If I had to choose someone to play catch with, it would be hooked on scotch. <laughs> Because imagine taking hooked on Scotch to the dog park <laughs> and then throwing the ball. Everybody would be in awe. It'd be like taking Michael Jordan to the park to play basketball. Yeah. So all these poodles and um, chihuahuas are running around and you deliver hooked on Scotch to the park and throw him a ball. And whoosh, you'd be like watching... Um, You'd want to stand Usain still, Bolt. Gareth, when he uh, when he comes flying back at you, I'll tell you. And you'd probably only get about five catches, and then he'd probably say, I've had enough, Gareth. But yeah. <laughs> we should do that one day. Get the camera out and take hooked on Scotch to the park. Because Maybe. he'd be great with the other dogs, wouldn't he? I'd hope so. Yeah. I don't actually yeah. know much about him in the kennels, to tell you the truth. But Poke the Bear, when we had Poke the Bear on Thrill of the Chase, he was a very um, highly strung character. So hopefully Hooked it. on yeah. Scotch is a little bit um, a little bit tamer. More chilled out. Absolutely. Yeah. But you'd be pretty proud, though, walking him, walking him around. I took um, one of James's broodies to the Lara, well, she's not a broody yet, um, Slinky Inky. I took her to the Lara Farmer's Market um, on Sunday, and we bought, bought some plants like all 26-year-olds mm. do. And um, everyone was coming up. Up and she had to wear a muzzle because she's still a racing dog and they're yeah. all in awe of just how fit she was feeling because they're all running their hands down her back and she's just so muscly. She's yeah. a little unit and they just, like, they loved it. They are. I'd love to have a game with Tornado Tears. He would start off like a house on fire <laughs> on the front nine and then get the yips and lose his way through the back nine but finish off the last couple of holes <laughs> with a bang. That's from Matty O. Probably sums up Batman perfectly. Okay, let's start off the leash. The Hobart Thousand Heats, of course, we go to uh, Tasmania, a lot of friends over there in Tassie, and that's their, their, this is their big race, isn't it? Yeah, the oldest uh, Group 1 in the, the history of this country, and Hooked on Scotch has come up as a $2 all-in favourite uh, to, to win the Hobart Thousand, and uh, his kennel mate Flynn is second favourite at $3. Then we get out to two very, very fast Tasmanians, Stanley Gordon and Raging Ralston, who both, um, in the space of a week, held the, the track record at Hobart there. So, yeah, they, they've got some really good locals going 
going around, but uh, it's hard to go past the Scotch. you also got to mention a greyhound called Stop Line who took out the, the Devonport Chase last week. He's at $14 uh, for those uh, keen to invest uh, on the local. But it's an, interest, oh, an interesting track as well. It's a, Although it's 460, it takes a strong dog to run out this 460 I've found in previous years. I do remember it wasn't last year. I've got a feeling it was the year before. Um, Jason Sharp took a dog over, and I just remember it leading by about five lengths, and it wasn't a weak dog. I just forget who it was. Um, and he ended up getting run down. I just thought... if Kuda dog... Mayhem? Possibly. Probably. It's, a t- it's one of the toughest runs. That that, yeah. that long straight is yeah. amazing. You'd think Cooked on Scotch is just made for Hobart. The one thing that the mainland trainers say when they go there uh, is that the lure is a little bit more silent. So yeah. greyhounds can tend to miss the kick a little bit if they're not used to the the uh, the, the lead up to the lure. Yeah. I think it's still around the same time, but it's a little bit more silent. So they've got to be ready to go. And that's the, the, the great advantage I think greyhound racing has. And even, say, the harness racing can't really attract the very best to head over to Tassie to compete. The gallopers definitely can't. But in the greyhound world, you can get the best of the very best, like hooked on scotch, to head over there. And as I pointed out, he transcends, I think, sporting fans to greyhound racing. So they should be able to get a crowd, and it's a pretty easy headline when you when you start to promote and advertise the... Hobart Thousand is that the best greyhound in the world is coming to Tassie. If you want to see the very best, head to Hobart to see this awesome athlete do his thing. Yeah, you're right. You make a good point. Ever since, ever since I've known the Hobart Thousand, all the really good mainland dogs have, have headed over if it hasn't clashed with something else. And yeah, look, we just can't wait to see Hooked on Scotch and, and what he does because that run in the Melbourne Cup was uh, was still outstanding even though he got beaten. I'll tell you what, they haven't missed him. Uh, $2 uh, on debut to win the, not only the heat, but uh, his final. Yeah. But he, he's, he's already over there. Would he have had a look at Hobart? Look, I don't know whether he's over there yet. I did um, have a chat to Peter Quilty, who um, is writing a story for the GRV website as we speak, and he spoke to Jason, and I don't remember whether he said that um, Hooked on Squatch is over there, but I do believe that Jason's going to go over with the dog, and he's still in decision about whether they're going to stay there during the series or, or come back. I think it's dependent on um, on weather and, and whatnot, but I I don't know whether he's he's going to have a look at the track or not. I think um, oh, it's an interesting one. You'd you'd, you'd love to, to know he's had a look at the track. To, you know, if you're if you're betting on him, I suppose, and putting your money behind him at short odds. But at the same time, he's a he's a, a complete athlete and a, and a professional. The other greyhound we've got to mention is Pico Can, the the, the uh, local greyhound who has a record of 35 starts for 26 wins. She's only been defeated, I think, once at Hobart, and that was in last year's uh, Hobart Thousand Heats. Uh, she's an absolute freak. Got so close to the track record on so many occasions. I mean, uh, it would be great to see her uh, get through as well. Can't wait for that. And Jason Thompson's a Hall of Fame trainer, so you would imagine, and he's if he's travelling to interstate with his two best greyhounds, that if they needed a trial, they would they would get a trial. Uh, yeah, he'd know exactly what he's doing. He took over greyhounds like uh, Black Magic Opal yeah. and Co. Uh, in the past. Hooked on Scotch with that long straight, when you think about it, he'll win by about five lengths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd think so. Like that $2 is a great bet for mine. If you speak to a lot of um, pro punters too, they love having a bet at Hobart. They think yeah. it's one of the, the fairest tracks uh, in the country, especially that wind-up. So uh, a lot yeah. of the, the, the better dogs do end up winning. Queensland, really, oh sorry Molly. I would actually really love to go for the Hobart Thousand one year. Yeah. We, we might need to organise no, um, off the leash to go go on the road. No, we should go do to that. There's a few little venues and race bettings <laughs> yeah. now we're trying to tick off here on Ariston Central. <laughs> what about the Queensland Derby, guys? 
Yeah, Simon told Helen, of course, after his uh, incredible cup consolation win, that that acceleration again, he began on terms and was probably, what, six to eight lengths. And I think the race caller said, what, what about that back section? I think it was 11.35. It's pretty much unheard of. And it looks like he's going to be pretty hard to beat to come uh, uh, Thursday night. Absolutely. What? Look, he wasn't the fastest heat qualifier. I think there was uh, Cooper Duper. He was um, a, just a, a skerrick faster, I suppose, in, in the following heat. But this Greyhound, you can't not talk about his acceleration because it, it is just, you look at it and you don't actually think it's real. Like I watched the replays over and over again, especially that race at Sandown on Melbourne Cup night. That was ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, he's like he's got, you've got the remote control on that 1.5 yep. speed. He's uh, He's got box eight and they haven't missed him again. $1.60, well, Gareth. Is that, is that too short? Uh, I was thinking about starting RSN Central's High Five Multi a little earlier than a Friday and do it on a Thursday because and put Simon told Helen in, but looking at your face, it doesn't that doesn't that oh, doesn't look, sound it, like it's a good idea. If he begins on terms, I think he just wins the race. I think he'll improve on that PB. Um, you know, Molly mentioned Cooper Duper trained by uh, Tommy Savalas, who went really well, but he did have the advantage of box one. He now has to deal with box six, yeah. which is so much speed in this race. So you'd think you'd stick with Helen, uh, I, I think, uh, to win this race. What about at Hobart on Thursday night? You would go Flynn at $1.33 pretty easily, wouldn't he? He should win that. Yeah, nice and short. And then... I think because he's got the strength as well, Flynn. So it's yeah. got, as long as he's got a little bit of room, I think you, you can't really doubt his ability when he's out in front. And hooked on scotches at $1.30, probably a little too short there for us thrill seekers on RSN Central. <laughs> I'll tell you the one um, would be Stanley Gordon in race eight. If you okay. want to have a bet, the local who loves a wide trap, he's, he's the track record holder as well. I'd, I'd say that's where you'd want to head. All right, mate. What about, let's talk about the Ballarat Cup now. Daryl Thomas, the trainer, of course, of Le Grand Quality. That was the quickest qualifier there um, in the heats on Saturday night or Friday night, was it? Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah. yeah. So it's the favourite at 2.8 with tab.com.au to take out the Ballarat Cup. And that is saying something when you have the Melbourne Cup champ jumping from box seven and whiskey right. Yeah, and the runner-up of the Melbourne Cup drawing box one too, Gareth. I mean, yeah, Western a, Envoy at four dollars. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrific field, and then you've got Crimson Vixen, who's already a, a you know a Cup winner as well. It's it's a great race. Get a Gizmo, get a Gizmo as well, a Top Gun winner again. Um, I, I think his run couldn't have been more impressive. Le Grand quality. What do you what do you think, Mom? Absolutely. Look, there was a few people online um, when we put the replay up of his um, rec- uh, when he had the was it a performance trial or just a trial? Anyway, it was filmed and he broke the track record over three ninety, and there are. A couple of people saying, oh, look, is he, is he going to be okay up against the big boys when it comes to the Ballarat Cup heat? And I think he blew away any doubters. Mm. He was fantastic. He, and I, I just think he's going to continue to improve. I, I feel like he's the type of dog who's going to thrive off the competition that good dogs bring. And I'm really, really interested to kind of pick Daryl's mind when, when we get him on the phone shortly. Yeah. He joins us now, Daryl Thomas, the interstater that's trying to take our prize money here in Victoria <laughs> in the Ballarat Cup with LeGrand Quality. Uh, Daryl, good morning to you or good afternoon. Welcome to RSN Central and Off the Leash. G'day, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. Were you expecting that in the heat the other night? Oh, you, you, you come here to hope to try and qualify, but uh, no, he, keeps, he just keeps improving and we're hoping he keeps can improve again into the final. Daryl, congratulations making this final. I think I read an article where you said, you know, obviously this Greyhound's got tons of ability. He's a track record holder at Maitland and, you know, he had, had won six of his first ten starts. You must have been really thrilled, though, for him to step up the way he did. He certainly didn't begin all that well either. He was worse than midfield early. And that acceleration, he just absolutely blew them away, didn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah, he, he went really well, but I don't think he can afford to make them mistakes on Saturday. He needs to definitely begin a lot better. This, this field here won't allow him to make any mistakes. Uh, hopefully, uh, he begins well and he'll, he'll, he'll race well. Now, box four on Saturday night. What are you, what are you thinking about his chances? Oh, look, it's not ideal, but they're the, it's what we've been given. And basically, if we had a choice, I'd, I'd prefer to have seven or eight. But that's what we've got, and we'll have to do our best from there. Now, after uh, reading an article um, during, I think it was in the lead-up to the Ballarat Cup heats that Jared Guthrie wrote, um, you mentioned about this dog having a pretty rough start to to his racing career after being involved in a, a couple of car accidents. Do you want to talk us through through that? Yeah, he's had a he's had a bit of a rough start in life, but uh, uh, I hope he uh, on his way to be broken in. He had a car accident, and unfortunately... He wasn't driving, though, was he? <laughs> He's smart enough to, probably, but no, he wasn't that day. Um, and then when I take, took over training the Greyhound, we thought we'd take him to the Vince Curry at Ipswich, the big maiden race, and unfortunately I fell asleep behind the wheel. And we had a major car accident with a semi-trailer, and he came through it reasonably well, a lot better than me, and still survived that well, and yeah, he's just... Yeah, he's just I don't know if he's a jinx to me or not, but he's uh, had a rough start. And what happened to you in that car crash? Obviously, that's scary, Daryl. I oh, it was pretty scary. Look, I, I busted my nose and just a few scratches here and there, but like, it's more the fear of what happened, to be honest. Yeah, you're lucky to be with us, it sounds like. Yeah, very lucky. And does that put life into perspective when you're training your greyhounds, how, how precious life is, basically? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely does. Yeah. Now, Daryl, I um, I I, know, I believe you're staying at Anthony as a party's place, and he may have taken you out fishing yesterday, from from what I'm hearing. And he did tell me, well, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it could have been Whiskey Riot. Could have, could have been anyone. But I believe you got seasick on a bit of a fishing adventure <laughs> yesterday. Anthony's good at telling stories, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> hey, he should be shouting, by the way. I wouldn't be pying for dinner after what happened a couple of weeks ago or last week in that Melbourne Cup. I'm unsure if you know, but Anthony's probably the tightest person on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> and is it true, Garth, you said he's the, the sexiest greyhound trainer? Yeah, yeah, I said he's the sexiest greyhound trainer going around. He's got that swagger about him. <laughs> Kylie's a lucky woman. You disagree with me, Daryl? Totally. What I, what I will say, yeah. he's definitely a better dog trainer than a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. so was it you or was it Anthony that got seasick yesterday? Definitely, Anthony. <laughs> hey, just be careful because we know he's got a lot of ambition in life. He hasn't told you. Maybe you should just leave, leave a Legrand quality here. Oh, he's mentioned it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> you say, well, I'll leave him here and I'll take whiskey right home. Well, I've tried that, but that's not going to work, I don't think, either. <laughs> what, what is the competition like? Obviously, whiskey right's drawn box seven. Um, do, you, do they? Will both of those greyhounds go to the races together come Saturday? With all the banner that's going on, we might have, we might not yeah. have to go together. I think, but no, nah, they'll, they'll go together. It's, it's all good fun. Yeah, and they're probably smart enough. You just mentioned that Legrand Quality is a smart greyhound, and we all know Whiskey Riot listens to what Anthony has to say. We've, we've seen that with the footage before the Melbourne Cup. They probably know that they're going against each other. What do you think he's telling that dog? Yeah, we <laughs> asked him about that the other day, and and it. And it um, it made my day actually with his response because I, and in all seriousness, I thought it was beautiful. He, he said, "Mate, I don't care what happens, just get get around safe." Yeah, um, that's, that's, yeah. that's Anthony. That's Anthony to a T. He loves his animals. Yeah, and um, obviously there's. Have you got a side bet? 
Oh, not yet, but I'm sure there will be something by the end of the week. Can you let us know maybe that someone, the loser, has to drive home in their jocks or something? <laughs> That'll be a good sort of him. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth will certainly be asking for that no. photo with the title he's given him. I tell you what, Daryl, it's been a lot of fun. We need characters in the sport and um, yourself yeah. and Anthony are. So, mate, I don't blame you. I've... I've People have tried to take me out fishing as well, and I get seasickness all the time. So, um, good luck, good luck on Saturday. You got a, you got a superstar, Legron Quality. Um, he's taking on the Melbourne Cup champ, Western Envoy. He was second in the Melbourne Cup. It's a high quality field, and your greyhound's the favourite. So he is the real deal, and we appreciate your time here on RSN Central. No problem. Thank you very much. There's Daryl Thomas. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great fun. That was great fun. Jeez, uh, I'll tell you what, that story, uh, pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's one of the things that we've fasc- got to look out for when greyhound trainers are driving home later at night yeah. as well. It's a fas- That was a fascinating interview, especially the insight there where the greyhound, the Grand Quality, has been in two car crashes, but obviously Ipswich is a long way from New South Wales, and he and as Daryl just pointed out, he fell asleep at the wheel, but you make a really good point. A lot of harness racing participants drive at night yeah. after being up so early. Um, it's happened before, yeah. Gareth. It and the jockeys yep. as well that get up early and they travel to those meetings. It's an issue that I think all codes need to have a look at. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, he, he's come out, uh, well, not unscathed, but the, the Greyhound has dodged a few bullets and now he's a chance to win a fairly big country cup, really. I mean, Ballarat's uh, one of the big ones. And yeah, interesting to hear his thoughts on, on he, he knows that he's got to have to begin a little bit better mm. to win it. Oh, absolutely. Look, and I, I don't know whether... I know um, Western Envoy has really obviously earned his, his way into this race and, and his runner-up title in the Melbourne Cup, but I just don't know whether Box 1 is no. really going to work in his favour. I think he's the kind of dog who really likes to be out, out wider, just in my opinion. And um, I, oh, look... I think it does open the race up a bit. I remember talking to Mick Floyd after Whiskey Riot won the Melbourne Cup and he was just saying, you know, this dog's unbeatable and I think although he is a fantastic animal, Whiskey Riot, you know, like any dog really, the, the race is anyone's yeah. and I, I think that's where we're kind of at heading this, into the Ballarat Cup. This dog did show a little bit of Simon Told Helen acceleration, didn't he? And Absolutely. I think you need that, in, you need that sort of X factor in a race like this. Um, and good luck to the Ballarat Greyhound Club. I think they've got a new administration there now. Rob Ward's taken over. He was the former boss of the Ballarat Football League. My relationship or my dealings with Rod, was a very professional, wonderful operator. He was the boss when I was at Wind Television over there. And he was running that football league. And it's one of the best. It was one of the best football leagues in country Victoria. So I think that's a wonderful appointment because what he'll be able to do for that sport is to get people to the Greyhound. Uh, to the Greyhounds, obviously yeah. a lot of networks and relationships in that area. I think they've got a new board as well. Tim Bunnings is the man that's taken over, who's had great success as a, a businessman in that part of the world. Obviously, of course, working closely in the trots as well. So um, I think it's all about relationships, especially in those local communities. And I've got no doubt that those local football clubs, for instance, will be will heading will be heading to the Greyhounds come Saturday night especially at Ballarat. Might be able to get them on and pick their brain about some of the initiatives they might have. um, Yeah, I I think they'll be... um, I haven't had a chat to them about it and that's a good point you make. I think they will use their imagination and... And like when you run those type of clubs, you're basically running an entertainment business, aren't you? Yeah. So 
um, and it's in a nice spot, I think, in Ballarat, the Greyhound track, uh, close to the CBD. So I think they'll do a wonderful job. Yeah, no, I have to agree. And I, I am hearing they are that there is a big plan for a fair few people there with a, a Carlton Draft marquee and um, the dining fully booked out, which is fantastic. But what I've loved with the Ballarat Cup this time around, and we, we've had so much interest from local newspapers. So the Ballarat Courier is just saying to us, what do you have for us? We just, we want to cover yeah. this cup. They're, they're writing things themselves. They're taking you know our photos and our stories. It's, it's great to, to have um, a, a local newspaper on board and really embrace what Greyhound mm. Racing is. And it's the same with the Warnable Stand. They um, have done stuff on Crimson Vixen for God knows how long, even after she won the Bendigo Cup, it's um, having been based down in Warrnambool. So it's fantastic that we're getting the local news on side and they're really sharing our love for these dogs. Can yeah. you do it again, Gareth? You're one of your favourite, the 79-year-old Norma Cullen with uh, Crimson Vixen. I hope so. And that'll bring the house down, won't it? Good on you, Normie. Hall of Famer. Yeah, you were there that night when we inducted him into the Hall of Fame, Gareth. And um, look, he's a a lovely, lovely man. And he's one of two people who have made me cry while interviewing. I I shed some tears with Shona Thompson after she won the uh, Melbourne Cup with Aston DB. And then I think seeing Norm cry after he won won the Bendigo Cup was, I don't know, it was just yeah. hard to see. I don't like seeing people cry. And Norm trained that superstar, didn't he? Bold Therese, oh, he sure did. Yeah. I'll tell you what, she'll give him something to chase, Crimson Vixen. So what's your speed splits. map? Is Western Envoy in trouble from box one? Well, I don't think he'll get close to Crimson Vixen and, and the likes early. No. But yeah. And I think Crimson Vixen too is only going to improve from the run. She's um what first or second no, second up from a hock injury. She actually broke her hock or fractured her hock in her Ballarat Cup win. Uh, not Ballarat, her Bendigo Cup win. So she hasn't really been seen. I think she's had two starts back and um so she's really only going to improve on the time. Absolutely. And uh, you know when Norm brings a dog to the track, um everything's gonna be A OK. So who are you tipping? Oh gosh! Uh, I'm going to stick with the favourite here because of his yep. his middle and finishing speed. He he okay. smashed 14 seconds on the run home. He he looks like he's going to be hard to beat, especially if Crimson Vixen can can get out and go. I, I think he'll have enough to possibly run her down late. Okay, we're running out of time, so the winners are Grinners five thousand at a dollar fifty five on Jim Sardashian and four thousand at a dollar ninety on Brace and Bits at Geelong. Better luck next time. Georgie Ferrugi got his wallet out. He had $14,000.60 on Volcanic Lava and 10000 at 2.2 on Ashton Astro. And then a round of applause. This was Molly. Five forty at $11 on Jimmy Turbo and Southern Edge 500 at $17. So some happy punters there. Absolutely. That is, of course, off the leash on this Tuesday. Georgie Ferrugi sensational. Molly Haynes, brilliant.